0: This is brunch with the Hollowells, and to start us off is a quote from Sean.
1: Would you do it? I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it with the accent. What? Well, you don't have to use an accent. Just, just do it. Would you do it? Hmm. What would you? Hmm. What would any of you willing be willing to do, hmm? Would you sail to the ends of the earth and beyond to fetch back witty Jack
0: and him, precious Pearl? <laughs> hmm. hmm? Hmm? Well, I can only guess it's pirates, but I have no idea the witch. It's Tia Dalma. Okay. Do you remember
1: they go to the witch and she's like... She's got Is that part paint. four
0: or above? No, it's part of two and three, bitch. I don't remember Pirates. I hate that freaking franchise so Jesus. much. But Tia Dama is actually on my Disney um, Magic Kingdoms game. Really? Yeah. Yeah, mm. she's a character on the storyline of Pirates. So that's the only reason why I know her. Other than that, I don't know who she is. She's a cool witch. I like her. Do you remember who plays her? I don't. Johnny, look it up. Please. That's the whole point. We are acknowledging great witches of our time, including the actresses who play them. (laughs) No, try with the accent. No. Why not? Because that lady got
1: fired from her job just for dressing as Tina Turner. What if I get fired for quoting from a black person?
0: Oh, she's black? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Um, Played by Naomi Harris.
0: You know who Naomi Harris is. She's pretty. Who is she? She was on, um, she's a, she's a, um, she's M from Bond. Okay. Daniel Craig's Bond. And she was also 28 Days Later.
1: Oh. The
0: only black woman in the whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naomi Harris. She's amazing. She was also, she was in some other stuff, some really good stuff. We love her. Naomi Harris is awesome. Okay, well, very good. That was, from which one she said you were in? She was in? Two and three. And her name again? Tia Dama. Tia Dama. All right. And why do you like this switch?
1: I, for one, really like the Pirates movies. Mm -hmm. And I liked her kind of Yoda way of speaking in the movies. Okay. And she was kind of, if you think back to our witch episode, I said I like it when they're not super Avi and she's kind of more of a voodoo like priestess. Okay. I
0: see. <laughs> well, very good. Well, welcome to Brunch with the Hollowells. That was another quote from Sean who gave us a witch of entertainment and other than the typical witches, we have voodoo priestesses as well and they definitely count, which I know who I'm going to use next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, welcome to uh our last episode of the year. <gasps> We managed to pull in five Sundays, I think, this month.
1: Too bad we didn't start like three weeks earlier because then we would have like ended season one
0: with the year. I know. Bad planning. But all good. We are going to start the new year off with three more episodes of the first season. They're going right into the second. So, uh, yeah, let's get to our show. Unless, Sean, do you have anything? What did you do Christmas? How was it? Christmas, I had three Christmases.
1: On Christmas Eve, I went to my aunt's. Christmas Day, I went to my mom's. Christmas Day, I went to Chris's mom's. We left the house at 7.30 a.m., got home at 8.30 p.m., and I was
0: fucking exhausted. That's kind of how my pride was. Really? Yeah. I was on my feet 12 hours a day, that day. Dang. It was 8 to 8, Mm -hmm. because I did the march. I got so many video games, Rob. Oh, you still exchange presents and stuff? Yeah, my mom's crazy about Christmas. Okay, very good, which one?
1: Uh, she got lazy and gave me a gift card, so I pre-ordered Resident Evil 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3,
0: coming out in January. You didn't have them out over, right? You didn't reserve them already? Nope.
1: Okay. I got The Last Guardian, Mario Party, Nino Kuni 2.
0: Oh, okay, well very good, yay for you. <laughs> Uh, I just stayed home and watched movies. I watched Christmas Chronicles. I saw you posted about it. Yeah, that ending made me gasp really in a loud high pitch because of a cameo, and I lost my shit. Do you want to know? No. Well, you're going to watch it? Yeah. Okay. Well, the movie was all right. I, I thought it was very entertaining. He is one of my favorite Santas to date, So, But the movie is very... You would date him? Whatever. You would date Santa? The movie is very plain as far as the story. The typical Save Christmas hijinks and all that stuff is all the same. And then I ended up watching another Santa movie of the same premise, except that it was British. So Jim Broadbent was Santa, and he got arrested and spent most of his time in prison. Mm. while While this guy who just got out of jail and his son saved Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So I watched that and some other movies throughout the day, but I just stayed home cuz my family's not in California, so I didn't travel out there this time just because I did for Thanksgiving. But yeah, it was a cool Christmas. Didn't didn't mind it just stayed home. I did not get any gifts, but that's okay. I bought myself a gift, which was a lot of clothes and uh I got Zelda and on the Switch and yeah.
1: Which, by the way, folks, he complains about Zelda all the time.
0: I do. I hate that fucking game. It gets harder every time, and this is just another game I'm going to end up quitting and forgetting how to play, and then when I try again, I have to learn how to play, so I'll have to start over. It's it's going to be a hassle, but I bought it. Oh, Speaking of
1: Zelda, we got an SNES Classic finally.
0: Is that even worth it? Yeah. How dare you? I, look, I bought my Nintendo Classic. I barely play it. Because you're broken. I have some favorite games, but it's not enough for me to choose to play that versus a Nintendo Switch and a PS4 sitting in front of me. So, mm. well, very good. Glad you had a good Christmas. And we hope all of you Charmies had great Christmases as well. But it's time to move all that Christian shit out of the way. It's time to talk about some witches. You were an 11 for a second. Like notice yeah. <laughs> that, well... You can't notice because you haven't seen the show. I don't think Charmed has ever had a Christmas episode. Hmm. I did notice that. Well, so far. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't think they've ever aired a Christmas episode. They don't really do the holidays. Good. Keep your Bibles out of my school. (laughs) All right. So we are on episode 19. This is Out of Sight. This originally aired on May 5th, 1999. It was written by Tony Blake and Paul Jackson, directed by Craig Zisk. We have guest stars, including Sean Christian, who you recognize, playing Josh. Then we have Scott Plank as Eric Lohman, the reporter. Raphael Sabarge as Brent Miller. He's also known for his small character arc on Once Upon a Time as Jiminy Cricket.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, he plays the town psychologist. Okay. And then we have uh, Scott Terra as Little David. Do you recognize the boy? Nope. So you may know him from Eight Legged Freaks, and also uh, a young Matt Murdock on Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Ooh. Yeah, played him when he was young. We got blinded again (laughs) so (laughs) yeah typecasted exactly uh yeah so that is today's episode who's gonna start out is it me or you what's going on what are we doing get it mama you want me to do it okay we start out with the charm ones as they are assisting at a birthday party for a boy named david the children are playing with a ball and when david throws it towards the woods a demon comes out and grabs David away from the party. Prue, though, tries to, uh, who sees this, runs after the uh, demon who grabs David. And without knowing, she uses her telekinesis to separate them, but with her hands. And then an attack dog reporter named Eric Lohman witnesses the entire thing. Prue does not notice this, though, because she is so stunned by the fact that she was able to use her power through her hands. What did you think about that?
1: That was interesting. Were
0: you surprised? Did you expect that?
1: Why would I expect that? Why would I go into this episode being like, I think she's going to use her hands.
0: Yeah, you could have. You didn't expect it. (laughs) What did you think of the effect, though?
1: Uh, It's very 90s charmed effect. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why well, you thought it was better than that?
0: No, it was I was just curious what you thought of how they like had them levitated and, and stuff, so It looks silly. Oh. <laughs> okay. And uh Prue then uh lets them go from her telekinesis and the demon grabs David again and starts running. Prue then follows them but but cannot catch up because the demon Opens a hole into the ground and disappears with David as he jumps through.
1: Another great effect. Mm -hmm. I knew right away in that scene that it was going to, something was going to move because it looked very blue screeny.
0: Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) Uh, The sisters uh, are then uh, consoling the mom as the police are arriving and they're investigating what's going on. Uh, Phoebe is told by an inspector that there's been an abduction prior that day. And another boy was uh, captured in that same spot. So we then cut to the demons. They have two boys locked up in cages. And he grabs, one of the demons grabs David and then uses his powers to, um, on David's eyes. And then all of a sudden, David becomes blind as he yells at that he can't see and starts yelling for help. Uh, Then we cue the opening credits. (laughs) After learning that this is not the only kid that has been abducted, they want to do their very best to try and help, but unfortunately they can't tell David's mom exactly the kind of help that they can provide, and they're very stumped as to what they can do in the meantime while uh, David has gone missing. Prue, though, does have to head to the office for some business, and um, Phoebe and Piper head home to... Uh, look up in the book of shadows what this possibly be so at the manor they look through the book of shadows but they also um notice online that there is a pattern with these kidnappings and that 20 years ago another boy was abducted in the same spot in the same sort of pattern and he learns uh, she learns that the victim from 20 years ago is named brent miller so this is another example of their powers growing, of course. So what do you think about Prue finally being able to channel through her hands?
1: Um, The way you keep bringing it up, it seems like there's some big meaning behind it. Well,
0: not a meaning, but just that, <laughs> you know, we're witnessing their powers grow in some shape or form, like in the 70s episode, or not mm. in the 70s episode, um the one where they brought Melinda back. We saw Phoebe, who whose powers grew because she was able to see the past and not just the future. Mm-hmm. And so this is just another example that, oh, yeah, she finally gets to use her hands and not squint her eyes anymore. And, you know, she's able to control it a little bit better with mm-hmm. her hands. Even though they've been kind of hinting it throughout the episodes, it's now become official. And it was just the way that it was surprised. I just thought it was cool that – we're seeing more accelerated storyline. Like they're not just stuck where they are as the show gets on. So does their Mm power.
1: And now she's not going to have those wrinkle lines around her
0: eyes. (laughs) Right. Um, So why is in the inspectors talking to Phoebe about like other cases? Like, who's it to her? Like, it's so funny. She was able to get this info from him or from whoever she spoke to, but she's like, yeah, I spoke to an inspector. He was telling me about all this drama from, Back when another kid got abducted like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's weird that the inspector gave like basics, but then he gave like names and that just seems weird. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they also were talking in the park before David got abducted about Josh and the fact that he wanted to have the talk. And they mentioned like, oh, it's been three dates and no sex. Now it's time to talk. So is that common to have like sex by the third date otherwise we need to figure out what the fuck's going on and what we're doing in this relationship
1: i think it is definitely a stimulus that our society has i recently have been with a guy who it was way more than three dates before we had sex and one of my friends was even like get rid of him I'm like, really? Just over that? He's like, yeah, if they don't put out by the third date, I get rid of them.
0: So when you say didn't put out, meaning that you tried and he said no? Yes. Okay. Did he tell you why he said no? Not that time, but later. Well, for me, I don't mind. It doesn't make a difference either way. I did make one guy wait, though, but I hadn't even kissed him until the third date. Like anytime we said goodbye, it was like a hug and that was it. Not even a kiss on the cheek. And so by the third date, he was so hungry for it. And yeah, he just could not wait. He kept touching my lips. He was giving me all of these hints, but he was clearly waiting for a sign for me to make like the final move. And I wasn't really like testing him or anything like that. It was just more of like, I want to wait and I want To see if he, you know, wants to hang out and and not necessarily just be friends, but just be like, I don't want to make it all about like, oh, let's see how he kisses. And then that'll let me. It was just a very sort of casual thing. But I was like, how long can I actually get away with this? And yeah, my third date. Yeah, he was not having it. We didn't have sex that day, but we did like make out. And so obviously we like kept dating Mm. or whatever. So it doesn't really matter to me. I don't have anything against it. But it's funny how the, num- the magic number is three.
1: Yeah, I don't know who came up with that.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I-, I was told that you are not to have dates at either person's places until the third date. Like, it doesn't have to happen on the third date, but you're not supposed to go over to each other's homes until on or after the third date. You're supposed to do stuff outside. Why is that? Just well, to be safe? Yeah, it's to avoid going there so quickly. Oh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, yeah, that's I've never heard of the whole three-date rule.
1: So we're over at Prue's office, and Eric Lohman, the same man who saw her in the park, shows up. And he claims to have seen her use magic, and he wants a story. But she refuses to talk to him, so he threatens to make her look bad in his story if she doesn't cooperate. I thought this was so funny. I just imagine him going to, like, CBS News and being like, hey, do I have the story for you? (laughs) I saw somebody levitate people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, that's going to be on the news. Like,
0: (laughs) one man saw a woman levitate people. I know. Breaking story. Well, that's what reporters do. They always bluff a lot. Like, I've got all of this information, and then it's just to get you to tell the truth, and that's their proof.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So he tries to test the theory that she has powers by knocking over a glass bowl because his plan was that she would use her powers to stop it from breaking. And she hesitates because she knows she can't use them and she lets it break. So then the reporter feels bad but figures it's because she's still hiding that she has magical powers. Uh, Phoebe, on the other hand, tracks down Brent Miller, who's now a grown-ass man who's not bad-looking, And he's a successful software developer. And he's unwilling to talk about his kidnapping until Phoebe tells him about the recent ones that started happening. And she lets him know that she also believes in monsters and believes that he was abducted by monsters. He mentions that the monsters said something about auras. Okay. So the demons, um, they in another scene the demons are peeking out from a storm drain and they see a glowing aura around a man and one gestures and the man is strangled to death
0: okay so at this point let's let's just talk about what these demons are cuz they they end up finding out about them in the book of shadows and so these grimlocks they're white demons with whirling red eyes what do you think of their look
1: they looked a lot like the gentleman from Buffy to me, but they also reminded me of the evil guys in the Dark City. Okay. Especially when they had like people on the ground who were kind of like experimenting on them. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. I totally get that. Um, Dark City was really good. They do look like them. So they're underground demons who roam from city to city, killing powerful forces of good by seeing the unique auras that surround them. Which they are able to do by stealing the sight of innocent children. We have to start collecting children. <laughs> <laughs> the more children's lives we snatch, the longer we shall live. Um, the stolen eyesight will last for twenty-four hours, but only if the children are alive. After the children's um, use has waned, the Grimlocks consume them. Ew. Uh, To destroy a Grimlock, uh, you gather Sharandra root on a Wednesday (laughs) of a waxing moon and then lighting an orange or gold candle and creating an infusion by slowly boiling the root in a ritual vessel. Uh, Throw the infusion into the Grimlock's eyes. All will melt away to what it was. Okay, keep going.
1: Hey, Rob, what's pale, ugly, and lives in the sewers? <laughs> the Morlocks! X-Men reference! wubba lubba dub dum. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what did you think of the fact that the man that they killed was a black man? <laughs>
0: uh, because black people are good. They're they they have good, good auras? Yeah, and they okay. have great auras. Yeah. No, I didn't mind that. Okay. A innocent bystander it sucks. He's a doctor. He lived a great life. He's probably all snooty and uppity and whatever
1: i can never tell when you're like your righteous meter is gonna go off because sometimes you're like the one person who died is asian and sometimes you're just like yeah whatever it's cool
0: yeah no i i didn't have any two thoughts about it i mean it yeah it did pop in my head but i had no reason to get angry it'd okay. be different if he had like a speaking role and was in the episode and then he was the only one who died but yeah it's whatever
1: okay so Piper and Phoebe consult the Book of Shadows where they find the information that Rob just read us about the Grimlocks and what they are, and they identify the man who died as Jerry Cartwright, a wealthy philanthropist. Are you proud of me for being able to pronounce that?
0: Yes, that's pretty good. Thanks, <laughs>
1: So Eric Lohman goes to Andy and asks after Prue, and Loman claims that Prue has powers and keeps popping up in unsolved murder cases. And he refuses to comment.
0: So this reporter knocks over one of your figurines at home. Are you gonna use your powers? Or are you gonna let it break?
1: It depends on if it's Marvel or DC. Okay. But yeah, I
0: probably would have to stop it. I'm like very protective. You're of horrible. So this is why men are not given powers. I know. Because it's too much personal g- you're hilarious. <laughs> you would just expose yourself over a figurine. Yeah, I'd Hel- show my dick over a figurine. You're hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, yes, I would let it break. It's not... It, these are things. These are items.
1: No, they're not. I've seen Toy Story.
0: <laughs> they're items. They'll they'll <laughs> be fine. Um. So, Prue also comes home to let the reporter... I mean, to let the sisters know that the reporter saw her use her powers. And so, Piper has this idea that maybe it's a good idea that the world finds out about us. But Prue feels that they're just not ready yet. Do you think that our world can handle a world with powers, like
1: heroes? No. I'm telling you, it would turn into X-Men. You'd have Trump and all his supporters being like, people with power are the devil, and there'd be this whole like power thing where suddenly like, he wants to build a wall around people with powers, and it would be ugly. Yeah. Whenever there's a new group, they're blamed for everything.
0: But it's funny because... Even though there are people with magical powers running around, some people can say that the elite and those with money is the same as having magical powers. They can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. They break the law, and they have all these people and connections to get away with it. They're completely protected, just like somebody with powers are. Mm -hmm. But yet we don't look at them as evil threats that we need to get rid of and put walls around. They're highlighted as as people we want to be and admired. So I, I'm just, it's just funny. The danger aspect ratio is, is a little skewed on what they believe to be dangerous.
1: It's so funny that you're bringing this up today. Cause I just read a Spider-Man comic where MJ is a superhero too. Mm-hmm. And they like save a cruise line from a monster, but there's these rich people who are like, Oh, I think they stole my purse. And MJ light like, goes off on her.
0: <laughs> goes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. So it's just funny how the magical kind is more threatening than the kind of power that's going on right now. Uh, so Josh shows Piper a map of the storm drain system, and this is how they're going to figure out where David's being uh, kidnapped. Josh then tells Piper that he has a new job in Beverly Hills or, in a, or a job that's been offered. Uh, it's not his dream job, but it is a good opportunity, and he'll stay in San Francisco if Piper wants. I don't know what kind of—so I don't know how long they've been dating, but they clearly have not had sex yet, and yet he feels that all she has to do is say, don't go, and he'll stay. And give up a job opportunity. I mean, who, do you know anybody that would just say, no, you can't go? Like, who does that? And who puts that responsibility on somebody else?
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: It's a little weird. Like, I get why he consulted her and why he asked. And he's definitely showing that he cares. But, like, dude, you need to make that decision for yourself in a way.
1: Yeah, you can't stay somewhere just for a person. You have to decide if you're willing to leave them, if you want them to come with you. But if anything goes wrong, then it's going to blame it on her and it's going to get ruined anyway.
0: And what situation would that work out? I mean, like when you tell somebody, no, I want to give this a shot, does that mean you have to at least guarantee dating for at least like six months or something for it to be valid? Or what if this shit doesn't work out? Is it always going to be that person's fault who said don't go?
1: Yeah, that's that's the danger honestly. Like I feel like if anything goes wrong then most people are going to say like oh this is all your fault and then resentment starts to grow. Mhm. But I did see I have a good friend Mary who met a guy who lived in Arizona and for over a year they traveled back and forth from California to Arizona to um keep their relationship and now they live in Arkansas.
0: Well, that's good. Good for them. How long have they been together? Mm, nine years. It's very good. Awesome. So sometimes it works, but it's still a very like, weird situation to put somebody in. Mm-hmm. So she, Piper freezes him because she needs to think, and she's ranting out loud because there are people watching her, a.k.a. us. <laughs> so she has to talk out her thoughts but um, she decides that she's going to need more time to decide and and to think about what's going on. So she unfreezes him after she calls his office phone. And while he is distracted, she heads out with the map and in hand and leaves him hanging (laughs) in his office. So Josh is like one of the most patient people I've ever seen on national TV. Like I'm at a point where he's too good for Piper. I can't stand the way she's treating this man. Like, I know that she really, really misses Leo, but it's like, girl, like you clearly don't like him that way. Like it's time to stop or or is he just too much of a romantic?
1: Yeah, I think she's treating him a little shit like he had to chase after her a lot just to get with her. And the only reason why she decided to be with him is because she was trying to move past Leo. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think she's into him. I think he also is a little bit too much of a cheesy romantic. Okay. So he needs someone better than her.
0: There you go. So then we cut to Brent, who is recounting his uh, kidnapping to Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe takes his hand and has a vision. And then um, after the vision, Phoebe asks of anything that he might have heard that could locate the Grimlocks. And so Brent, Brent, he has a map of the public works. And it has a raised line so he can feel it, so it's like braille between his memories and Phoebe's vision uh they are able to locate where he was he was held back twenty years ago uh He also kind of understands that she must have some kind of magical power in order for her to see a vision of what he was wearing and and can account for the sounds in all of his surroundings. And seems to be okay with it and is feeling a little bit more comfortable sharing his story at this time. We then go to Andy. So he um, just happens to go to Prue's office and he wants to talk about the kidnapping. And what Loman had told him about Prue's powers. But he doesn't necessarily say like Loman told me you have magical powers. He just says, oh, he told me something about you. It's a secret that I'm sure that you aren't telling me. And Prue still decides to keep a secret and is very unsure to reveal it. She still doesn't want to say, but he knows that Loman is gunning for her. And so you have to be extra careful now because whatever it is you're hiding, he's going to find out. And so Phoebe then locates the entrance to the storm drain and goes to the manor. Piper meets at the manor and a baby carriage rolls right into the street. Piper sees this and freezes it. And they're like, what the hell? And then Prue's like, where is your mother? (laughs) But they notice that the neighbors didn't even have a baby. So they're wondering why a carriage was even put in that position in the first place. And when they look in the carriage, it's nothing but towels. And so they're like, what the deuce is going on? And so they look around and they see that the reporter is hiding in bushes, waiting to record them using their powers to stop the carriage from being hit by a truck. They notice this, and before everything unfreezes, they go right back to the same position that they were in, pretend that nothing's happened, and just walk right into the house. Brent is talking with Phoebe, and he says, you have a beautiful smile. And it's like, how can you tell? And then he's like, well, it's in your voice. I can tell that your smile is very pretty. I did hear that when you lose a sense, your other senses are enhanced, aka Daredevil, What do you think about this? Like, can you be blind and live on with life?
1: First off, I
0: call shenanigans. I don't
1: think you can hear a nice smile.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you've never heard a voice over the phone and been like, damn, he sounds hot.
1: No, Like, what comes to mind is... We've been listening to a lot of podcasts since we've been doing podcasts. And
0: they never look like their voices. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: always like, oh, who's this person? They sound cute. Then you see a picture, you're like, oh. <laughs> you are Ada. Oh.
0: God, you wonder how many people have listened to us and was like, damn it. There was one. I won't say
1: who or what show, but uh, listening to his voice, I'm like, he sounds like a cute black man. He's white. <laughs> how it happens. How it happens. Yeah. And could I be blind? I don't know. I was just trying to think, like, what would be worse, blind or, or mute? Or deaf. Deaf. Blind or deaf. <laughs> mute. <laughs> blind or deaf. Because for me, like, I love music, but I also love movies. And you need both senses for
0: movies. Well, it depends on um the the depth of your lost sense. I mean, some people are legally blind so they can still kind of see but they're at that point to where they can say that they're blind because they can't see enough mm-hmm. to function but you can still see objects or colors or stuff like that um i could be deaf i don't need music that much there are subtitles i'm cool i love the asl language i i would love to learn that um blind never Never. I will yeah. lose my goddamn mind. Like, I'm not saying in my life, but pretty much I'm I'd be done.
1: You know, what did it for me is thinking about life without video games and you need to see for video games. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you do. I mean, I think there is a whole entire other world out there that we're just we're not aware of when it comes to people who are blind. And uh I have a feeling that. I'm I'm sure there's life after that, but yes, some of the things that you are used to will not be accessible to you, but I'm at work all the time and I see, you know, college kids walking around, not kids with an S, but I've seen like one or two who are blind and they function just like everybody else. They're walking around, opening doors, all this stuff. Not to say that they're incapable, but you know, USC is a huge campus. And they navigate this quite well. And so, I mean, life can prevail. But for me, I just like movies way too much. I would I would spiral. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Eric reviews the tape and notices that they're in the same position, but Piper's purse is on her other arm. And I understand how this works for him, because he saw it happen. But again... 1-800-HEY-CBS, I have this tape where there's an edit and then the purse is on the other shoulder.
0: (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) Right? Yeah, but again, it's part of that whole bluff thing. Like, I've got you on tape. You might as well just give me the story that I want. And I think it's more proof for him that he's on the right track. But I totally get it. He he still has nothing. Right. Didn't that remind you of Speed, though? Remember when they made the loop tape and that dumb bitch put her purse down and then it... (laughs) Fucked up the loop. Yep. So He said specifically, don't anybody move. You've got to be completely still. And for some reason, she felt she needed to put her purse down.
1: Didn't you see, though, the edited script where it turns out that's actually his ex-wife and she did it on purpose?
0: <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs>
1: Damn it, I wasn't even believable. I know. So now he's got this on tape and he decides to confront them at their home. He admits that he may have figured them out. That they may have stopped time or done something. He doesn't know what they did, but they did something with powers. And he tells them, "I will release a story on you anyway I want, or you can give me an exclusive interview to tell your version of the story." Mm-hmm. I like how I'm pointing at you. Very I know. Jeez, like, I didn't <laughs> do it. Larry H. Parker. Larry H. Parker. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> So Phoebe and Piper gather maps and go to the storm drain while Prue distracts Loman. So we laughed at this, too, because they sneak out the back door and then she's talking to him and then suddenly here the car just peel out. It just
0: peels out like you got away. You don't have to because it means you're hiding something. It's just funny. <laughs> and Loman's like.
1: You ain't done stop me yet. And he goes to run to his car. And she's like, "I ain't done, will too." And she uses her power to make a screwdriver go
0: into his tire. That was amazing. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, and he freaks him out. He just jumps loudly. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so Phoebe and Piper are investigating the sewers while Andy goes to Brent's apartment and um, he asks her if Brent's been talking to Prue. But he's like, I don't know about this Prue chick, but I've been talking to a Phoebe chick. Mm-hmm. And then Brent tells him about the storm drain and follows Piper and Phoebe to the storm drain. So Piper falls into a deep hole, alerting the Grimlocks. Phoebe calls Prue, who's mixing option or potions. Sorry, <laughs> options, <laughs> potions. And um, she comes out and finds that Loman has now disabled her car. So at last, she agrees to um, an interview as long as Loman will help her get to the storm drain. Mm -hmm. So again, (laughs) he tapes her saying, yes, I am a witch. (laughs) 1-800-CBS. I've got video evidence of a
0: woman saying she's a witch. So we're almost getting to where he needs to be. (laughs) He's gathering a lot of stuff right now. He's almost there. Almost there. Let's see. Let's review what he has. He has an
1: eyewitness
0: tale of her
1: levitating some people. He has an edited purse jumping from one shoulder to the other, and a crazy woman yelling she's a witch. <laughs> okay, so Loman follows Prue to the, into the storm drain, and she admits on the recording that she's the witch. And Loman is to wait outside till they get back, but he goes in after them without telling anybody because he's a jerk. Yeah. A Grimlock finds Piper and starts to strangle her, but Prue comes right in the nick of time and flings a metal bar into its head.
0: Uh, What do you think about her powers versus Macy's? Do you like how it's being used and how it looks on screen versus our latest switch? Macy. The oldest one on the new Charmed. Oh, Macy. I Okay. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Prue's still cooler than Macy. I still like her and her powers better. Okay, okay. It goes on its mid-season finale and I already
0: forget everything about it. I know, you're horrible. (laughs) So a Grimlock kills Loman as he is recording his story on videotape. He's roaming the sewers, talking his story out, and then a Grimlock just pops up right in front of the screen, which is a scary image. That was a really creepy image, I thought. I thought it was also creepy. I didn't mention this before. Just the way that the Grimlocks were lurking in the bushes and how he just lunged out and grabbed David the way he did. That was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prue uses her power to uh, get Piper out of the hole, though. She landed on the cover of the sewer hole. And so she uses her powers to lift her up like this magic carpet, which was cool. Again, a new world. Yeah, I really like that. I just I just like the way she's using her powers now. It's really cool. Um, but she, uh, Piper is injured, and the others lead her towards the street. Andy then arrives, and he sees a Grimlock and starts shooting at it. But then um, the bullets don't harm him at all, so he's wrestling with the Grimlock, and Prue flings the Grimlock off of him, and now Andy has finally seen it. He has seen use user powers and everything has been revealed. So he finally knows. Did you expect that to happen in this episode?
1: I didn't expect it in this episode. I expected it at least before the end of the season. Okay. I think I think I talked about it on an earlier episode, but I I more thought that he would reveal that he knows about them in order to save them somehow. Okay. So maybe I thought it'd be a little more exciting.
0: Okay, so this was anticlimactic for you? A little bit. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, now he knows. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I was like off the wall crazy. I was like, oh, my God, he saw. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Is he going to flip out and go? I was tripping. But then again, this was like how many years ago? Yeah. (laughs) The sisters then hand Piper to Andy, and Andy is asked to return her to the street because she is not well to use her powers or help in any way. And Prue grabs the videotape from Loman's body as she continues with Phoebe to search for the boys through the sewer drains. Another Grimlock then confronts uh, Phoebe and Prue, and they're both screaming hysterically before one of them takes the cap off the jar and the other one throws the potion <laughs> onto the Grimlock, and then we see it melt all Alex Max style. That looked cool, actually. The you way like that melted. one? Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Phoebe finds the children and then the other Grimlock, there was only two, but the other Grimlock appears and Prue drops the other potion in the other jar because she is being choked by the Grimlock. Um, Phoebe hits it over the head and then it turns to Phoebe and starts choking her. And then Prue flings the potion from the ground onto the Grimlock, killing him. Is that shenanigans or is that Okay. That's
1: okay. That's cool.
0: Liquid on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure that she can move anything. Okay. Very good. The boy's visions are then restored as both Grimlocks are killed. And so is Brent's. Even after 20 years ago. We then cut to the police station where uh, Brent visits Phoebe and lets her know that he can finally see He doesn't know why, but all of a sudden he got his vision back. You wonder what he did the first thing (laughs) after he got his vision back (laughs) before he went to the police station, because he came there very calm and collected. I guess he was just used to not having it. It was like, okay, I got my vision back. It's all good, I guess. But um, he confirms his thoughts and theories and says, yes, you do have a beautiful smile. (laughs) They don't get together, though, but he was a very nice gent in the episode, and he also decides to convince the other two little children not to reveal their uh, the fact that the Charm ones exist. And so what do you think he said to those kids to make them not tell the secret? <laughs> um,
1: oh, that's a hard one. I wonder what he would say. Probably something like... If you tell anybody, I'll fucking rape your mother to death.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, you will know, rip your face off. <laughs> but Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder what was said. Uh, the children never reveal. We don't see those people again. Like, mm. so, you know, apparently they kept the secret for however long and they never had to worry about them. That's like, so Eva knows about them and didn't say anything. And now these kids, I can't remember if there's anybody else who's seen their powers and lived to tell about it. I think that's it. It's just those t- two.
1: Yeah, you're right, because the
0: other two knew, but they died mid-season. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andy. Or Andy. Um, I know you're talking about Hannah and Rex. Yeah, Hannah Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the sisters are then talking, and Piper decides that she must break up with Josh, Because she is still thinking about Leo. It was one of those, you know, life flashes before my eyes sort of things when she was, you know, injured. And she just kept thinking about him. So that's probably the smartest thing she's ever done with this guy. Like, when it's time to call it off, call it off. So even though she's thinking about Leo, he's not around. She still thinks it's wrong. So good for her. And so she tells Josh to um, take the job in Beverly Hills. We never see Josh again. So this is the last chance you've got to move Josh up and down, whatever. Oh, no, you don't have him on your list. I keep no. forgetting. I keep forgetting. Well, he should be because he's awesome. He's okay. <laughs> um. So what do you think of this episode? I thought it was a good episode. I don't know why it's your favorite. You don't know why or you just don't agree that it's my favorite? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be my favorite? I don't think
1: it had anything super special about it.
0: There was so much story progression in this one. Andy finds out about the powers. Prue's powers are growing. She can now use her hands, which will be used for the rest of her duration. I just thought there was really good story progression because we've been waiting almost 20 episodes for Andy Mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on. And now we know. Now he knows. So we have no idea what's going to happen, which is my next question. Like, what do you think? Andy's going to do with this like he didn't tell Daryl and you know their partners he immediately decides he's going to keep this secret from him as well as everyone else he doesn't want to tell anybody he's not freaked out like he was before with the truth spell like what do you think Andy's going to do
1: well we've seen Andy time and again um want to do everything in his power to help the sisters. So I think he's going to be open to it this time. And I think we're going to see him become a regular assistant to them in a way.
0: Now, with all the lying that's been going on, though, would would you keep their secret or would you I'm not saying keep it, but would you be okay with it? I mean, they've lied so many times. And yeah, I mean, this is pretty big, but it's like you guys have been lying to me this whole time. Like, how dare you? Why could not you just tell me?
1: I'd be irritated if I get over it, but I see what you mean. Like, he's given them so many chances. He's even kind of told them, like, I know something crazy's happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, the door's already open. Just walk on through it. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, I didn't expect you to think this was the best one of the season, but since this one clearly isn't, do you have a favorite so far? Which crew is it anyway? Hmm? Oh, oh, the three crews. Okay, very good. Why? Just because it was... Funny or like Yeah, it was fine. Oh, okay.
1: And that's that seventies episode was pretty good too.
0: Oh, you like that one too? Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I just I just love the progression of the story. There's just so there's just a lot of stuff that is now happening and it's changing the show from here on in. And so I really like that. Okay, so just some notes that I uncovered on this episode. Five point seven million viewers for this one. So they're staying in this range of like five point five to six million which for the WB is really, really good. Um, From this episode onwards, uh, the producers decided that Prue has to start using her powers through her hands because apparently it costs too much money to do an expensive zoom into her eyes and then shoot the demon or object moving. So they were like, we're using your hands now because it's cost effective that way.
1: That's funny. So progression only based on it's too expensive otherwise.
0: Well, her powers had to grow at some point, but I guess they decided that now was the time to do it because it was just too expensive to do the eye zoom. (laughs) Uh. So um, you'll also notice that there were a few scenes in this episode alone that are used in the opening credits. There is the carriage to the truck to show Piper's powers. And then Prue, you can see her throwing the pipe to the Grimlock's head. You can see it every week, and you never said anything or noticed it.
1: I didn't. Yeah,
0: and this was the episode where they got it. But there were um, some other... Um, scenes and images just used from this episode alone which is another reason why I really like this one because just, there's just a lot going on I just love the action in it and the song that was in uh, this episode is Hermes Bird by Remy Zero
1: I remember that name
0: Remy Zero, the only song that I have of theirs is um, a song they had on Blue Crush okay yeah, uh, I forget the exact name of the song but that's the only way that I recognize them But you don't know Remy Zero that well? Okay, Mm -hmm. so you didn't know that song. All right, well, uh, next week we have episode 20, and we are going to be recapping, ah, The Power of Two. All right, Rob, I'm going to go big or go home. I'm going to say
1: something in the past causes one of the sisters to not exist, So now there's only two sisters. My God. They have to use their powers to fix it. It's (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I read too many comics, Rob. Are you
0: being for real, though? Is this really what's about to happen in episode 20? No, I have no idea. You have no idea. You are actually really close. You just went a little too far. (laughs) But you're really close. One of these days, you're going to get it. You're going to get one of these synopses.
1: You know what's funny is that happened once um, with the movie Old Boy. Okay. Uh, I just started like saying all this random shit that the movie was about, and I nailed it on the head. Oh, that's funny. And my friend's like, wait, what did you just say? And I repeated it. He's like, never mind, because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I nailed it on the head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, everyone, remember to catch up on uh, Charmed on Netflix if you want to join in um, with us as we review each episode. We're going to be on episode 20, uh, The Power of Two. Remember, you can always tweet us your thoughts on our episode and also your thoughts on the episode that we just recapped on your favorite parts, what you like, disliked. And uh, yeah, we love hearing from uh, other charmies on the show. So remember to uh, hit us up on Twitter, BWTH Podcast. And also you can email us directly if you have uh, a longer message that you'd like to, to talk about or suggest for our show at BWTHpodcast at gmail.com all right sean it's time for hot man meter It's raining man. we have two contestants today i was gonna throw the philanthropist in but i figured he wouldn't be on your list anyway so yeah. okay uh so first contestant is scott plank he is eric loman the reporter does he make your hot man meter
1: he does not rob
0: all right, he does not make mine either. He is a slob, so no thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have Brent Miller, our on and off again blind man, played by Raphael Sbarge. Does he make your top ten top 10 meter right. our top 10 hot man meter?
1: I actually do think he's a good looking guy, but not good enough for top 10
0: not cuter than lucas devane yeah he's not cuter than my paul so no he's not going to be on my list either so no change to our hot man meter this week but we have three more episodes to filter out and then we will have our ultimate list so again i hope you guys are keeping up with your top 10 and remember in a few weeks i'm going to ask for these lists to be turned in so we can make one ultimate hot man meter list Alright Sean, that's the end of our episode. It is. Yeah. It's sad.
1: Not really. I mean at least one of us is having fun. <laughs> You're over it now? <laughs> no, I'm having fun. <laughs> I still love you.
0: <laughs> Alright Charmies, thank you all for joining us this week and we will catch you next time on Breath with the Hollowells." Say goodbye to the world, Sean.
1: Goodbye to the world in 2018.